Acts chapter 7. Starting with verse 51. I'll open us up with a prayer and then we will get started. Father God, we come to you this morning. I thank you for uh, this, good, this good crowd that's here to come and, and hear your word and to worship you. And I thank you for the good songs that we were able to sing to you, dear Lord. And I thank you for being good to us. And I pray that you'd be glorified, that, that today that everyone would be fo- focused on you, God, and see you. And that we would get something from your word. This is a, a, a strong text, dear Lord. And help us as we read about these people in your word, dear Lord, that we examine our own lives to make sure that we don't... Uh, fall into the same traps that, uh, that we see others in your word uh, fall into. God, you give us your word as a warning, as a guidance to, to know how to live our life, what to do and what not to do. And today we see uh, good, good scripture of what not to do. So help us to, to see if we may be kind of turning away from you, dear Lord, or, or running from you or avoiding you, and help us not to turn from you, but to turn to you. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 7. This is, this is a good chapter in the Bible. If you, if you get a chance, I encourage you to go back and read all of it. We won't read all of Acts chapter 7 uh, just for time uh, reasons today, but please do go back and read it. It is, it is covering the early church. We see after Jesus uh, was ascended back to heaven, after he was resurrected from the dead, and we see Jesus' apostles going out and, and beginning to do uh, the work of the early church. We see people who are on fire for the Lord, and we see thousands of people coming to know uh, Jesus Christ. They are believing that Jesus was who he said he was, and they were putting their, their trust in him. They had a lot of faith in Jesus Christ in those days. They were selling all that they had. They were putting the money together to help the poor, to meet the needs of each other, and, and people were coming to the Lord every day. And that was a good time. That was an exciting time for the people of God. It was not necessarily an easy time. There was much persecution that was going on in that time. Uh, They had just killed Jesus. Uh, Many people were opposed to Jesus. Jesus had just suffered his death on the cross, and it was not an easy time for Christians. We look at the world today and we say, boy, things are worse than they ever are. But but in reality, I I don't believe that's the case because we see hostility toward Christians and Christianity all throughout the Bible, uh, the history after the Bible, and in our modern world today. It is always difficult for the Christian. And, and, and we always will, will face opposition. We will always face persecution. And, and praise the Lord that we've lived in a country where we don't have to, to face those things to a very, very tough, tough degree in our, in our, in our circles that we run in for most of us but it may be to that point and sometimes in our life in this country that we face the same difficulties that the early church faced and the same difficulties that our brothers and sisters in Christ faced all around the world and so it was a a difficult time uh, upon getting the church first started there were there were different things that came up there were some needs that needed to be addressed and the apostles said look we want you guys in, in this in this church community that they were in to, to pick seven guys from among you who are full of the spirit who are good godly men that can do the work and the apostles said look we're going to keep praying and we're going to keep preaching but there are some other tasks taking care of widows and other things that were going on and these other godly men can take care of these tasks and so seven men were appointed and one of those men was a man by the name of Stephen now Stephen was a man who was full of the spirit and if you want 
This is my opinion. But if you want a, if you had to pick one chapter in the Bible that would give you a pretty good overview of what all of Scripture is about, both Old Testament and New Testament, I think that Acts chapter 7 is probably the best chapter to do that. If you only had to pick one. I think that's the best, best chapter to give you an overview of what was going on. Now, there were many people, as I mentioned, that were opposed to Jesus Christ. They had put him to death, and they didn't listen to anything that he had to say. And Stephen was, was about to preach a wonderful sermon, one of the best, I think, in all of, of Scripture. I think this and the Sermon on the Mount, boy, if you, if you just had to read those two things, you could really get a lot of understanding of what was going on in God's Word. And Stephen was getting prepared, and he was going to preach to uh, the people of that area. Uh, this group that he was preaching to were people that did not believe and trust in Jesus Christ. And as we're going to see, he is going to face much hostility. Now, he begins the chapter, and he begins to go through and, and kind of lay out what the Old Testament essentially was about. Stephen begins with Abraham, who God had made the promise through, and said, I'm going to bless you, Abraham, and all of your descendants. And he told Abraham that he was going to receive a promised land. And, and while Abraham didn't take possession of it immediately, we see in the Old Testament that through uh, Israel, also known as Jacob, and his 12 sons, that they eventually traveled to Egypt. And Stephen covers all that, and he covers how the nation of Israel eventually comes back to the promised land. Now, I'm paraphrasing all this, but this is what Stephen's talking about. He's talking about from the promise of Abraham to the time that the children of Israel were in Egypt to the time that they came back to the promised land, and that Israel was not faithful to God that Israel did a lot of evil in the Lord's sight. And the Old Testament is, is, is plenty of examples of times that God's children were disobedient to him. Uh, Stephen goes on to say, look, there were many prophets that, that were in the Old Testament that, that, that prophesied about this Messiah who was to come, and, and, and your ancestors didn't, didn't listen to them. He goes on to say that the Messiah that was prophesied about all through the Old Testament that God was pointing you to has finally come, and you all killed him. And he kind of sums up everything from the Old Testament all the way up until Jesus. And that's what these verses that we're going to look at today talk about. This is at the end of Stephen's sermon. Verse 51. You stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears. You are always resisting the Holy Spirit as your ancestors did, so did you. Now, he was already preaching to a group of people who, who did not want to hear the message that he had just preached. He had just laid it out to them what the old way was, but he was making the transition. He was saying, look, but Jesus has come. He's the new way, and you have all rejected Jesus. You have all rejected the better way. Hebrews tells us a lot about that. You can go read, and it talks about that the old way was not the best way, but Jesus was a better way, and he is the best way. And Stephen is pointing that out to him, and he calls them out. Now, these were people that didn't like Jesus. They, they didn't want to hear anything about Jesus. And what does he do? He says, you stiff-necked people. He was saying, you're stubborn. In our language, we'd say, you stubborn, hard-headed people. What more does God have to do to get your attention? 
Jesus Christ has come and he's preached to you. You've heard of the miracles he's done. Some of you have probably seen the miracles that he did. And you still won't listen to what God has to tell you. Now let's look at our own self for a second. Maybe we need to hear those words. There may be a situation or something going on in our life. And maybe we are just as the people of Stephen were. And even reading these words, it cuts to our core because we are reminded of a sin, sinful thing in our life that shouldn't be there. A bad attitude that shouldn't be there. Some hate and anger and bitterness that shouldn't be there. And we read those words and we don't want to hear them anymore than the people Stephen was preaching to wanted to hear. You know, we don't like to hear that. We don't like to be called out when we're doing wrong. We don't like for people to point out and tell us that we are being stubborn and stiff-necked and hard-headed. We want to continue going on and doing things the way we want to do them. And that's what the people of Stephen's day were experiencing. They didn't want to hear what Jesus had to say. And Stephen called them out. He said, you guys are being hard-headed. He goes on to say that there are people with uncircumcised hearts and ears. Now, part of, part of what God's covenant was is that God's people were to, were, to, uh, were to have circumcision. As a new child was born, a male child was born, uh, they were to be circumcised. And, and, and the audience that's listening to Stephen, they would have known that. They knew the law I'm talking about. They, were, they knew it. They knew the law. They knew what God's law said. And they would have followed that law to a T. They would have all been circumcised because they were, they were a Jew's Jew. They were people that knew the law and they wanted to make sure that they followed it to the T. But Stephen brings out the same point that Jesus brought out in the Sermon on the Mount. He's bringing it back to the heart. He says, look, you've got uncircumcised heart, which is saying you may have the physical change that God called you to, but that's not what's going to save you. He says the change needs to come in your heart and you haven't been changed in your heart. Your heart and your attitude has not been changed. Your ears are not hearing. Your spiritual ears are not hearing. Your physical ears have heard, but you have just you failed to, to listen. You failed to care. You failed to take it in. And he's saying, you have an uncircumcised heart and you have uncircumcised ears. You have not changed your heart and you have not listened to a single word that Jesus has told you. Now, that's some pretty heavy stuff. That's some pretty bold preaching for a man who knows these people already killed Jesus. He knows that these people don't want to hear the truth. And he is boldly telling them like it is. Let's read a little further. You are always resisting the Holy Spirit as your ancestors did, so do you. He's, he's reminding them of something that they already knew. You see, these are people who knew God's Word. They would have known of the prophets. They would have known of, of what we call the Old Testament and all the prophets that, that God had sent to His people. They would have known the stories, and they would have known that all of those that God sent, most of them God's people ended up rejecting or killing or imprisoning or whatever it was, they did not treat the prophets kindly. And He's saying, you're doing just like those who came before you. Things have not changed. You are no different. Let's read a little further. They even kill those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, 
whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. Well, that's pretty strong words. He's saying, look, look, your ancestors did it. They, your ancestors killed the ones who told about the coming Messiah, the, the good news, the, the, the gospel, the one who was going to come, Jesus Christ. And your ancestors didn't want to hear anything they had to say. They didn't want to hear when God tried to warn them about decisions and choices that they were going to make. They killed the prophets. And you guys have done the same exact thing. The one that they prophesied about finally came and you got to see him with your own eyes and hear about him and hear him preach and hear him teach and see who he was and know who he was and you have done just what your ancestors did. The one whom God sent, Jesus Christ, to teach you and show you and lead you in the right way, you killed him. Can you imagine what these, these people that Stephen was preaching to can you imagine what they must have been feeling at this point? I mean, their blood was probably boiling. I mean, their face was probably red. They were probably so angry because here Stephen is telling them they're in the wrong and they're being stubborn and they're hard-headed and they're no good. They're not even better than their ancestors. Their ancestors didn't do right. And here they are the ones who have killed Jesus. The crowd's getting kind of, kind of upset as we're going to see. The crowd does not want to hear the truth that Stephen, Stephen is preaching. And we see that talked about in the New Testament, that, that in the old days God had sent prophets, and, and God's people didn't listen to the prophets, but in this day He sent Jesus. It says that uh, in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1, if you want to read that for yourself. Let's flip to it. I'll read it right now to you. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. You can flip there if you want. I'm just going to read it real quick. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1, excuse me, verse 1. Long ago God spoke to the fathers. That's the same group that, that, that uh, uh, Stephen's talking about here, the ancestors of these people. Long ago God spoke to the fathers by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these last days, that is the days of Jesus Christ, He has spoken to us by His Son. God has anointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. So, so we see in the Bible that it's pretty clear that in the old days God sent the prophets and God saw that the people didn't listen to the prophets and finally he sent his very own son to tell the people the message to let them know that there is salvation and I, Jesus said, am here to bring you that salvation. And that's the same point that, that Stephen is pointing out to the people. Is that, is that, look, you have missed the one whom God has sent. Let's read on a little further. When they heard these things, they were enraged in their hearts and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, filled by the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven. He saw God's glory with Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, look... I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Can you imagine how awesome that must have been for Stephen? Like he was bold, he was preaching, and now all of a sudden like the people are just angry as they can be. They are just, they are just fuming. And Stephen looks up in the midst of all their anger and there is the Lord. He sees the Lord and he sees Jesus. And he says, look, there's the Lord. That's pretty exciting for him. But it wasn't exciting for the people he was preaching to. They had just the exact opposite reaction 
to the message of Jesus Christ that they should have had. Let's see what reaction that they had. Then they screamed at the top of their voices, covered their ears, and together rushed against him. Can you imagine this scene? And we've, we've probably all done this before. Somebody's telling us something we don't want to hear, and we just, ah! And that's what the people Stephen was preaching to did. They didn't want to hear the message. We don't want to hear it anymore. Stop! And they covered their ears, and they screamed to the top of their lungs, and they rushed him because they did not want to hear the truth. Stephen, he was a bold man. And you know what he did? He didn't fight back. He sat there. And he was a faithful servant to his Lord and Savior. He preached a bold sermon of truth. And the enemies of Jesus came against him. Then they screamed at the top of their voices, covered their ears, and together rushed against him. They threw him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. They were stoning Stephen as he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And saying this, he fell asleep. They killed him. Stephen was bold to speak out for the Lord. He spoke truth. He was trying to get the people to change from their ways. He was trying to get the people to see the error of their ways, to say, look, you have missed Jesus up until this point, but let me tell you, here's how it all is supposed to be. Here's what God intended from the beginning all the way till now. You've missed Him. And instead of saying, you know what? We have missed Him. They said, we don't want to hear this anymore. Can you imagine the self-control and restraint that it must have taken for Stephen to sit there as they begin to stone him? And he knelt down as they stoned him and said, God, do not charge them with this sin. That's, that's, un, that's <coughs> unbelievable. I'm not there yet. As a, I wish I was there. I don't think I would have that much restraint. If somebody started throwing rocks at me, I'd probably start rushing at them. But Stephen said, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. Stephen was following the very example of Jesus Christ. Those stories are very similar. The story of, uh, of, of Stephen and the story of Jesus. While, while Jesus wasn't stoned, uh, Jesus was killed by the people, and Jesus had the same attitude. Jesus uttered almost the same words, Father, forgive them. In the midst of a, of a crowd who was angry at Stephen and hated him and was about to take his life, he said, Father, do not charge them with this sin. <coughs> it takes a lot of self-control. That takes a lot of trust in the Lord. And on that day, Stephen went to be with his Lord. Now we see, we see a pretty extreme situation going on here. We see a pretty extreme situation. We see a group who heard truth and instead of accepting truth, they rejected truth. 
a group that heard the gospel of Jesus Christ preached. And instead of accepting the gospel of Jesus Christ, they rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we need to look at ourselves and say, are we doing the same thing? There may be some in here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you don't want to. You are running from Him. And while you may not be physically covering your ears and screaming, spiritually you may be doing just that. You may, be, you may avoid church. You don't want to go to church. You don't want to go to this. You don't want to go to that. You avoid this person and that person because you're afraid they're going to tell you something and you don't want to hear it. Because it burns, it stings, it cuts to the core. It convicts you because we know when we are doing wrong. And when we see God's people and we know that they are going to be preaching or teaching God's word, sometimes we may want to avoid those people. And we're just as guilty as the people who Stephen preached to. Some of you have never accepted Jesus Christ. You are running from God because you don't want to hear the truth. You don't want to admit the truth that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. You don't want to admit that you are weak and that you can't do it on your own. You don't want to humble yourself. And instead you become puffed up. You think, I can do this. I can make it through this. I'm good enough. I don't need help. I don't need the Lord. But what happens is, as we continue to be puffed up, pride comes and bursts our bubble. But wouldn't it be better for us to realize that in this life? Wouldn't you rather realize that in this life, that you are weak and you are a sinner and you're in need of a Savior? Wouldn't you rather realize that in this life and say, Father God, forgive me for my attitude, for my heart, for my actions, for my sinfulness, and thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross to cover my sins. Wouldn't it be better to acknowledge and recognize that today than to acknowledge and recognize that on the day that you stand before the Lord in judgment when it is too late? And God begins to point out all of your sinfulness and everything. And you say, but God, but I didn't know. But how was I to know? But God, I'm sorry. But God, give me one more chance. And chances will be done. Because Jesus is your chance. Jesus is your chance. There is no other chance. Your chance is to choose Jesus Christ in this life. And that's what Stephen was telling the people. Look, you guys have to get this. You guys can't miss this. Jesus is the only chance. The prophets have all died, and this was God's last thing. God sent Jesus, and God said, Jesus is good enough. And Stephen said, you guys have missed it. You've missed it to this point. Don't miss it anymore. And you know what? They missed it. Because they did not want to hear about Jesus. You know, some people run from Jesus and don't want to hear. But you know, even as Christians, I think there may be times in our life when we're living in sin that we're spiritually not doing what we want to do. And even as Christians, there may be times that we are like these people that Stephen preached to. There may be times that we, we might not want to open God's Word and read it because it convicts us. We read something and it, we just know that we shouldn't be doing what we're doing. We know we've done wrong. And even as Christians, sometimes I think we're guilty.
covering our ears. Try to block out the Lord. God is here. God is speaking. God may be speaking to some of you today. Whether you've accepted Jesus Christ or whether you have not, He may be telling some of you, look, take your hands off your ears and turn your screams to, to shouts of, 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 of a prayer of forgiveness. Maybe there are some in here who are Christians and they already accepted Jesus Christ and you're in a season where you're not living the way you should and you're not doing what you should do and you've been in a season where you've got your hands over your ears and you've been avoiding the Lord and God's saying, listen to me, come back to me. And you have the same choice that the people who preached to Stephen had. You have the same exact choice. You can choose this morning to say, God, I'm going to stop the screaming. I'm going to stop kicking. I'm going to stop covering my ears. God, I want to hear from you. God, I want to listen to what you have to say. You see, the people of Stephen's day, they were, they were hearers of the word, but they weren't doers of the word. And there are many people in this world today who hear the word, but they don't do what the word says. But God's word says, look, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine, that's Jesus speaking, the words he had just preached in the Sermon on the Mount, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a sensible man who built his, rock, his house on the rock. It wasn't enough just to hear the words of Jesus. It said, look, if you've heard my words, then do what they say. And that same is true for us today. That same statement that Jesus preached to those people 2,000 years ago is the same statement that Jesus wants us to know today. Jesus says, look, if you read my word, if you hear my word preached, if you hear it taught, if you read it on your own, then when you hear it, then do what it says. That's what Stephen was trying to get the people of his day to do. He said, look, you know the word, but you've missed what it says. You're not doing what it says. You've got it all wrong. James chapter 1, verse 22, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. James said, if you, if you just come and think that just, well, I come to church, I've, I've heard a good Sunday school lesson taught, I've heard a, I've heard a sermon, and uh, I listen to the Christian radio station sometimes, I'm hearing everything that God's putting out. Uh, Stephen says, if that's all you're, or excuse me, James says, if that's all you're doing, then you're deceiving yourself. You're not getting what God wants you to get. He said, don't just hear it, but do it. Take it when you hear God's Word preached, and when you read God's Word, do what it says. When we see the example of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, let us be as Stephen was and follow that example all the way to the end. And know that as Christians, that it's not always going to be easy. Very seldom do we see in God's Word people who preached the gospel of Jesus Christ that it was easy. It was tough for Stephen. It was tough for Paul. He was always in prison. It was tough for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And guess what? It's tough for us. But let us have the boldness of Stephen. 
Let us not be those who, who, who have the choice to accept the good news or reject it. Let us not be those who reject it. Let us be those who accept it. And let us be those who, when we preach to those in the world who do reject it, that we have the same boldness of Jesus Christ. And that we are able to say, Father, forgive those who are wronging us. Don't charge this against them. Let us go and fulfill the work that God has called us to with patience and kindness and gentleness. Let us be just as bold as Stephen. But let us not, let us not reject Jesus Christ. Don't be those like the one Stephen preached to. Don't be those who rejected Jesus. Rather, be those who accept Jesus. Let's pray. God, we come to you. We thank you for this powerful word that, that Stephen preached today. And God, you lay it all out for us in your word. You tell us what's what, and sometimes we just miss it. And we don't understand it. Help us to understand it when we don't. And sometimes, God, we don't want to hear it. We, we read it, and we hear it, and we don't want to believe it. We don't want to do it. So God, help us not to have that heart. God, I pray that there's any in this place that have never accepted Jesus Christ. Maybe they've had their spiritual ears closed, and they're screaming to the top of their spiritual lungs, God. And they're trying everything they, they can to avoid you, Lord. I pray that you would open their ears and open their hearts and open their eyes today, God. That they would not run from you, Lord Jesus, but they would come to you. God, I pray that there may be some Christians in here. And God, there may be some of us that know your word and we know it good. And we're hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, but God, we're not doing it, doing it, doing it. So God, I pray that you would help us to be doers of your word. I pray that your Holy Spirit would convict and lead anyone in here today to make a decision, God, that you would speak to their heart, that you would let them know that there is something missing, that they have not accepted Jesus Christ, God, that they would come and accept him as Lord and Savior. And for those who may be running, God, help them not to run away anymore. Help them to run to you, dear Lord. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.